Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. So have you heard of human design? Human design really reminds me of the combination of Myers-Briggs, um, emotional intelligence, and strength finder kind of all combined into one because human design acts as a guide that helps you discover your own talents and gifts, your unique qualities. And it encourages you to live your life authentically from your space. What an novel idea. Don't conform to the norm. Be you, because that's what we need you to be. Well, this really deep understanding of yourself is what enables you to use your strengths and truly share them with the world. And that's why I am delighted that we get to chat with Lori Lizai today. She's a retired teacher and turned human design mentor and alignment coach. She followed her intuition and left a successful career in teaching after 26 years to build her own business because she's that passionate about it. She gets the power. She's seen where people struggle and she found a solution that she knows really works. So now she's helping people shed other people's expectations and belief systems using a mix of practical application and intuitive guidance. So they learn how to follow their inner compass and truly be who they came here to be. Lori, I can tell you how excited I am to have you here today. Welcome. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Elaine. This is going to be such a blast. I love human design. I know that it can make a massive difference in the world. I haven't done my human design yet because I'm not sure what time of birth um, I, I was born. I need to mm -hmm. try to find my birth certificate and I know it'll be on my birth. I just haven't found it yet. So I'm, I'm a big believer and it's on my list of things to do. And that's why I'm so excited to chat with you because I know so many people who are using this technique and they find it really powerful and really effective. Now, one of the things that I like to do before we start the conversation, I always start with an intention. An intention is how you want to feel and what you want to create through our time together. And you and I had a chance to chat a little bit before our conversation. So we fine-tuned it and we've got a really great intention to share with everybody. I love doing intentions. It's so powerful. In fact, psychiatrists now know something called priming. It turns out if you read a list of words that are supportive before you take a test, you do a whole lot better on the test. If you read words that are not supportive, you do a lot worse on the test. So there's all of these things that actually contribute to how we create our experience. It's kind of like if you're ever playing pool, you know, with a pool cue, you call your shots. That's where I'm going to put the, the ball in the corner pocket. That's what we're doing with the intention. And what, it, what happens, it ignites your unconscious peripheral vision. I know it's a weird way of thinking about it, but just imagine that there's these little hints and tips that are out there in the universe that are coming to you. And if you're totally focused on just one way of doing things, you're not going to pick up on it. But by setting the intention 
All of a sudden, through our conversation, you know, Lori's going to be inspired to share something that maybe she hadn't thought of before and vice versa. So by doing this, we're also feeling what we want in advance. And if anybody here is familiar with the law of attraction, I'm sure you are, you have to feel it before you get it in the outside world. You have to create it inside before you get it outside. And that's what the intention is designed to do. So I know it's a really long preamble, my apologies. The other thing that's a little unique about how I do intentions, I will read the intention and then I want you to hold that intention with me for 78 seconds. Now that time comes from Abraham Hicks and she got very clear instructions that it takes 78 seconds because According to the current research, human beings have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. We have a lot of stuff going on upstairs. It's very busy and we're so all over the place that the divine doesn't know how to help you. And so by holding that intention saying, no, this is really, truly, we're committed to this. This is what we want. All of a sudden the divine starts sending you blessings and guidance that you never would have anticipated. So that's the beauty, that's the logic and rationale, and it will feel like an eternity. I guarantee you that 78 seconds because you're so used to having all these different thoughts. So pick just two or three words that really resonate for you and then focus on your body. Notice any tingling or any heat or cool movement, like a ripple through your body. That's just the energy moving. And that's what we're doing. The intention is getting the energy moving in the right direction. So this is really fun. I want you to join me and play with us as we hold this intention because it's, it's a blast and it makes an amazing difference. Do you have anything you want to add, Lori, before we get going? Oh my gosh. I'm just listening and chilling over here, like literally have chills, you know, ready, <laughs> ready to hear it. Yeah. Bring it on. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. In love and light, we hold the intention that we welcome complete self-awareness that enables us to receive divine guidance so we fully express our souls. Thank you, divine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is done. We give thanks, and so it is. Wow, that was really cool. As soon as we started holding that intention, I felt my whole body pixelate. 
It was like mm. I was in the space between the atoms of my body. And I, I felt this rush of warmth come up through my torso. And I'm generally chilly. So I was like, hey, this is nice. Mm. Warm me up. <laughs> So what was that like for you, Lori? So good. Yeah, I uh, I felt like I was being held, you know, in like a cocoon. Uh, very toasty. Just mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful. How can it get even better than this? That's my favorite question because yeah. it's kind of a two-parter. How can it get even better than this? Acknowledges that you're so blessed. You have so much that you could be grateful for in many different areas of your life, and. You're ready for more. Bring it on, mm-hmm. baby. So mm-hmm. I gotta ask you, Lori. I mean, obviously, you you've seen a lot through your years as a teacher, and you've been doing human design for some time now. Something drew you to human design. What is it about human design that just really resonated with you? Yeah, uh, you know, I think I so appreciate that it gives us specific language to actually make change in our lives and to be our authentic selves. You know, I think when people say, you know, just be yourself, you know, it's, uh, it sounds really simple and it is simple, but it's not necessarily easy because of all the, you know, conditioning that we have, right? We're, we're constantly, uh, living up to other people's expectations or following what society expects of us. And, you know, the older we get, it's just like layer after layer after layer. And I think what human design does is so clearly lays out before you how your energy is designed to function. And it gives you specific language to say, okay, where am I literally not being myself And where am I actually aligning to who I came here to be? So that really um, drew me to the system. And the fact that there's also no guesswork, you know, the the explanation that you gave at the beginning of, of what human design sort of reminds you of was great because I think a lot of people who are drawn to those types of quizzes and just sort of curious about who am I, what are my strengths? Uh, are naturally also drawn to human design when they learn about it. And the beauty is that you don't have to like pick the answer to a question based on what you feel in that moment. You know, uh, do you feel like you're a natural leader? And for me, for example, uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, you know, it depends, right? I always kind of felt like I was in the middle, which then made me, feel like my results were sort of tepid, you know, or watered down. And with human design, as you mentioned, it's based on your birth time because Western astrology is a part of human design. It's one of the systems inherent in it. And so it it depends on just your birth time and your birthplace, birthday. And so, yes, having your accurate birth time is important because it will shift. Some things will shift in your chart, but you can also, you know, there are ways around that. Once you have your birth time though, there's, like I said, there's no guesswork. You don't, that's all you have to plug in. And then you get this multi-layered system that there's, I just feel like there's no end to diving deeply into its wisdom. 
I love that. I really love it. And I love that you said it gives you a language because I ha- I want to share a quick story with you. Um, I was blessed on New Year's Day 2005 to have a stroke. And I always say blessed because during my stroke, I got to have a conversation with our higher power. And I have never experienced such intense love in my mm-hmm. life. I'm blessed to have an incredible marriage and wonderful family, but this was different. This was, this was very different. And it was so all-encompassing. I always describe it as like a Niagara Falls of love. It was just so intense and so all-pervasive and so constant. It didn't let up, you know? And so I came out of the stroke with no damage at all. Just an incredible conversation. And immediately I'm like, wow, I want more of that. I want more Niagara Falls. I want to feel that kind of love whenever... I can get it, you know, give me a tap that I can just turn on and bathe in it. Right. And so I did all this research and everybody said, well, you just have to allow, you have to allow your connection with the divine. You have to allow the guidance to come in. And I was allowing, I was allowing my little heart out and I get divine guidance every once in a while. It always felt great, but it was a lot closer to a leaky water can than to Niagara Falls. It was not that, oh my God, all pervasive experience. And so finally I was sitting for guidance and I asked, you know, why isn't this whole allowing thing working for me? And I immediately got this message. What is the image that comes to mind when you think of the word allow? Now, no two people have the same experience with the same word. So I don't want to put this on anybody else. But for me personally, I immediately got this image of me standing behind a door with a chain on the door and I'm peeking out the door at the divine and I'm terrified. I'm absolutely Mm. terrified because I know I can't control the divine. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's coming. And I realized, aha, for me, the word allow is a mind-based word. Because my mind wants control and certainty and processes and guarantees would be really nice. And I want to know what's coming. And if I could get the answer in advance, that'd be even better. So I was like, okay, obviously that's not the kind of relationship I want to have with the divine and the way I want to feel around the divine. I want a more heart-based word for me. And I really had to think about it a long time. But I finally realized that my word is welcoming Now I welcome the divine. I welcome abundance. I welcome awesome conversations with people like you because I don't have to control it. Mm -hmm. The abundance flows when I let it flow and stop of trying to control it all the time. So when you were talking about having a language, for one thing, having a language is in common. So you Mm -hmm. have that shorthand and you know what each other's talking about. Really powerful. And having a language that really is attuned to your heart and your way of being, that is masterful. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people who who do their human design, look at their body chart, have it, you know, explained to them, they kind of feel seen, you know, on a really deep level. And oftentimes... It it sort of depends, you know, if you're coming to human design because you're feeling out of alignment or you're because you're feeling like you don't know what your purpose is or whatever is going on in your life, um, you know, depending on sort of how 
um, misaligned your feeling, you may feel like it doesn't resonate sometimes, you know, like, uh, wow, I didn't realize that my energy was meant to work that way. But then when you do sort of a little investigating, oftentimes looking back to how were you operating as a kid, you know, uh, then you can start to see, okay, this is maybe where I naturally, you know, land and all of this other stuff that I have acclimated to is really what I'm not about. And so then the work is peeling back those layers, right? And learning. Yeah. So brilliant. And it's so important because I love what you said about not feeling seen. Mm. And I think the part that's so interesting is we aren't seeing ourselves. Mm. We always look at those around us to be the mirror. So I only know who I am when I'm with that person. I only know mm. who I am when I get that feedback on my social media post, mm. you know, and, and so being able to go inside and really see yourself, that, that is magnificent. That is so desperately needed. Well, obviously, Lori, we are talking about the abundance journey, which is truly yes. the journey of your life and how all, mm -hmm. all different ways that abundance shows up for you. I've never had two people define abundance the same way. <laughs> So based on the work that you do with human design, how do you define the kind of abundance your clients receive when they use this tool? Yeah, I think it's the, the feeling of coming home to yourself, you know, is really the, what creates your abundance. You know, you were, you were talking earlier about uh, the sort of the concept of yes, uh, thank you more, please. Right. This idea of thank you so much. I am already so blessed. And so I'll take even more like, great, bring it on. It's, it's this welcoming feeling. And I think that when you are feeling so rooted in who you are and that you are expressing your authenticity, it's just, uh, it, it, it moves you toward what's called in human design, your signature. So for certain energy types, generators, this would be satisfaction. And for reflectors, it would be surprise and delight. And for manifestors, it would be peace. And for projectors, it would be success. And so, you know, when you can attune to those kind of emotions and feelings in your body, and you are feeling those on a regular basis, like that to me is the kind of abundance that you know, I help people to, to find. Yeah. It's so important. It's so important to be able to understand. It's like your body is this great big antenna yes. and you're getting information yes. in all the time. But if all of the language is a foreign language and you have no clue what they're saying, it mm -hmm. doesn't really help you very much. So mm -hmm. having that language to understand what is really going on here, what does all this sensation mean? And what are the stories that I'm making up that I think it means? And what does that really mean? I mean, there, you can just go levels and levels and levels. So, so you've worked with so many different people. I know that you've probably experienced a common denominator where people go, you know what, I want to check out this human design thing. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want to learn more about myself. What are kind of the common 
uh, symptoms, if you will, the common denominators where people decide they're ready to explore this? Yeah, oftentimes it's just this sort of malaise or general feeling of I I got to this point in my life and it's kind of like this is it, you know, There's like got to be more than this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like what it just maybe things around you look, you know, like oh, I'm living the American dream, right? Uh or you know, the dream period. But when you start to deconstruct it, you just really in your everyday, you're feeling disconnected and kind of looking for like, what is my purpose? What is, what am I really here to do? So, uh, for, for the most part, those are the, the types of people who find their way to me, uh, to work together and kind of, you know, peel back those layers to figure that out. You know, I love what you're saying because I heard you describe the intention we held in a slightly different way mm-hmm. because we wanted mm-hmm. to be able to have that complete self-awareness that enables us to receive divine guidance, understand what yes. it is so we can fully express our souls. And you were just talking about people who really don't feel fully expressed and that's mm-hmm. where they're ready for that. They're ready for more. They want to show up. Now I find, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I find Whenever I want my outside world to change, I have to change something on the inside. I have to be willing to change first. What do you notice your clients have to be willing to shift to have this transformation? Yeah, I essentially it's it's being willing to own your authenticity, you know, and and I said earlier it's simple, but it's not easy because you are, you know, you're probably going to make some people uncomfortable, right? And if you, for example, have been people pleasing all your life, then setting boundaries, learning how to do that, um, learning how to speak up when you actually have an opinion about something, you know, like that will probably feel uncomfortable for you as well as the people around you. And so, just learning to be comfortable with the discomfort, I think, is uh, is key to any sort of personal development work, you know? Ah, you know, that is such a profound thing. Get comfortable with the discomfort because it is a form of growth. Mm-hmm. You are growing. You are expanding who you are capable of being. You're expanding your soul through this experience. And so of course it's going to be a little awkward. I'm fairly tall. I used to be 5'11", I'm a little shorter now, but I remember when I was a kid and I was still growing, my legs really hurt. Cause when your bones are expanding, it's not a comfortable sensation, but it was kind of nice being taller, you know? So you have to be willing to make that trade-off, to be willing to face whenever there's discomfort. One of the messages that I received from the divine is that discomfort, that restriction that you feel is like a neon sign. It's going, yay, this is your opportunity to grow. This is the perfect space for you. It's, It's almost like if you have ever watched that show, America's Got Talent, and they've got the golden buzzer, mm-hmm. and somebody's performed, and, and they're standing up there waiting for the judges to make a decision and they look so anxious and nervous and they don't know what's happening and they you know and we all experience that throughout our lives 
That is a golden buzzer moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it's it's just amazing how shifting that awareness so that instead of resisting resistance, <laughs> you welcome resistance as the signage that it is. It's right. just like a sign along the freeway, helping exactly. you get where you want to go. Exactly. Yeah. I, and I love how, how often you've mentioned coming back to the body, right? And using it as a tool, understanding that it is our tool for making sense of this life, right? And and the sensations that we feel, we have labeled good and bad, but really, if we can adjust the way we think about them, that they aren't necessarily good or bad, they they just are. And so what is each of those sensations telling us? And I love the idea of like, you know, discomfort being that golden buzzer. Uh, I think it's one of the, one of the reasons that I, that I work out, you know, I'm a runner and I lift weights and, you know, I think learning how to put yourself in situations where you move through that discomfort to see like what is on the other side, uh, is so, so powerful. Yeah. That's one of the things that I love about like working with a coach because mm-hmm. they can help you with that accountability piece. Um, I've got different people that I work with for different things. And it's as simple as an email that I do Monday through Friday with a girlfriend. And I celebrate what I did the day before. And I play pace, call my shots for the current day. I celebrate in advance what I'm going to experience today. And then life happens. (laughs) And it doesn't always turn out exactly the way I'd intended. And that's fine. Being able to be accountable and be seen from a different perspective, because it's so funny. I get her email talking about what she's up to and I reply back and I rave about her progress and what she's accomplished. And I share tools and resources and ideas. I just celebrate her and it gets my energy up because she's freaking awesome. And then Mm -hmm. she sends me back her email talking about me. And I'm like, who is this person? (laughs) But but it helps you, it helps you realize you are making progress. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but this kind of progress, tell me if you agree, it tends to be exponential. You know, you'll go along what seems to be a hiatus for a while, and it's not really. It's an integration. You're really integrating it into your system, into your awareness. So you start to become more familiar with what are the messages that I'm picking up, and you're more comfortable acknowledging and translating those messages. So then all of a sudden you jump into another higher level. Mm -hmm. Has that been your experience? Yeah. Feels like a quantum leap, right? But you've really been seeding it and, and working with it for, you know, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That is so, so beautiful. I love that. And the into the integration is so important with human design and like any kind of personal development work, but human design, because there are so many systems within the system, it's really, really multi-layered and multifaceted. So you can get caught up in just learning all the things, you know, and like, oh, this is so interesting about myself. And oh, well, this is the high expression of this gate and et cetera, et cetera. But 
if you're not doing anything with it, mm-hmm. like what difference does it make? Right. It's like a book you read on the, on the shelf and it's just collecting dust. So that's another, you know, another reason that it's great working with a coach because you can, you know, it's help, so helpful to process and well, where is this showing up for you? And how did you intentionally practice this today? You know, those, yeah. those kinds of things, but uh, it's really important to that integration piece. is so yeah, there's a growth. massive difference between intellectually knowing something and in your body, that muscle memory embodying the information. Right. Yes. There's a night and day difference between those mm-hmm. two. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 100%. So yeah. I have to ask the question, how long does it take to start to kind of embody some of this knowledge? Because progress, you know, hey, I'm like the rest of the world. I would love a magic wand. Bing! Now you know everything. It's all perfect and you're completely integrated and this is all groovy. But it doesn't actually happen that way. Unfortunately, I'm still looking for the magic wand. Let me know if you find one. So yeah. what would be a baby step? that we could focus on that would show that we're on the right track? Yeah. So I like to start with type strategy and authority, which are sort of, you know, if you think about the big three in astrology, I think this is sort of the equivalent, the big three in human design and your type, your energy type, there are five different types uh, that tells you how your aura is meant to work in the world in relationship with other people. I'm a generator. My, my aura is warm and enveloping. So being near generators is like, you know, big, warm, juicy hugs, you know, (laughs) uh, sparkly energy. And, uh, my strategy, your strategy is how do you take action in the world? How are you meant to take action? And most of the, the world encourages us to actually be functioning like manifestors who are here to initiate uh, and inform so that they can clear resistance to do that. They're the only ones who are here to really initiate and they're about 9% of the population. So 70% of the population are these generator types, generators and manifesting generators. And we are actually here to respond. And what that means is essentially waiting for things to come into your periphery, into your universe, into your awareness and responding to them. So, you know, it's, it's not about going out and, and starting something based on an idea that you have, but instead opening up your awareness to, okay, what's coming to me naturally? How is my aura pulling in different opportunities for me? So teaching people their type and strategy, uh, is a game changer, you know, even for them to just understand like, Oh, I'm actually here to take more time. If I'm a reflector, I'm here to like be, wait a lunar cycle. That's like a long time. I'm really here to, to let life kind of unfold. You know, reflectors are only 1% of the population. Um, and then if you're a projector, uh, that's about waiting for invitations. So most of us are designed to wait in some way, shape or form for the universe to kind of bring to us what we're meant to, to function or what we're meant to do. And then, um, the authority piece is your decision maker. And I'm, I'm helping people understand that 
making decisions is actually not meant to happen in your mind. Uh, it's, it's actually designed to happen in your body. And so helping people understand what does it feel like? Uh, and depending on, there are seven different authorities. So depending on what your authority is, like really helping people understand how does that work compared to how I've been functioning for, you know, my entire life, which is probably, you know, to-do list or sorry, pros and cons lists and, um, you know, logic, kind of logicking my way through, uh, through my decisions and how do I then use the awareness that my body is bringing to actually make decisions. So yeah, there, I, I mean, it can ahead, be really quick. It, it, you asked like how long, I mean, if you're willing to experiment with some, I, I like to try small things, you know, at first, like little bite size, let's just try some small things for practicing your strategy or practicing using your authority. And, you know, those can be done in a day, you know, like if you're a sacral generator, for example, open up your refrigerator and let your body tell you what you want to eat. Don't, you know, think about what you're supposed to eat. Um, versus, you know, if you're an emotional authority, which is 50% of the population, then you need more time to make decisions. You need to like really feel through the decision. So, um, so yeah, I think those are usually the, the places that we start. Wow. Because that has a huge impact on how you interact with other people. You know, if you're working in an office yeah. and you've got people who have radically different profiles, um, understanding how you need to process because we're all on deadlines. You know, we all have urgent things that we need to get done and getting that perspective on, oh, it takes me a while to process mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing. It's okay for me to be comfortable with that and give myself the time I need, the grace I need to make a decision that's really going to work for me and be authentic and real. Yeah. Brilliant. I love that idea of grace. It's yeah. it's so true, right? It's self-compassion and and not uh not like beating yourself up for who you are, you know, and feeling like you need to be functioning like somebody else. You know, if you have a defined head, for example, uh, then you're you're gonna have a pretty certain, you know, kind of outlook on life. You're gonna be pretty sure about your opinions and your ideas. They won't necessarily always be right, but you're going to be pretty sure about them uh, versus, you know, somebody who has an open or undefined head. They're going to be able to see all kinds of different perspectives and they might they might feel a little bit like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm so wishy washy, you know, and they they might see that as not a good thing about themselves when, in fact, having that capacity to see many different perspectives is such a gift. Right. So. It's really just framing it. Mm -hmm. it, makes, it makes you way more creative. And I, I really love that. And it, the whole thing that I'm hearing you say is much greater clarity about yourself and how you operate and how you process so that you have more respect for yourself mm -hmm. and you can truly be authentic and real and love yourself. I think that's one of the biggest issues people have is they don't love themselves because they don't understand themselves. They don't understand. They think they're wishy-washy when in reality, they're being creative. They're gathering information. They're collecting ideas. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes a massive difference when you understand, you get a different perspective on why you are the way you are. Well, right. we were talking before we got started, Lori, and you've got an incredibly generous gift for the audience. Could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to my website, you can download your free body graph chart. So basically, that's just like, what does your human design look like? And it's a bunch of different shapes and lines, and it might look, you know, like something from outer space, uh, but it all means something for you. And there's a bit of information on the chart generator page. And then you, you will also be able to get a download, like a mini guide to your type strategy and authority. And there's a kind of a saying in the human design world that really all you need is your type strategy and authority. I mentioned all of the different layers of human design and they are all fascinating to learn about and experiment with. But in the end, it always comes down to using your strategy and authority. You always, it's like the the default. So if that's the only thing you ever practice and learn, then you're well on your way. So I wanted, uh, I wanted people to be able to have that information. So, and not to worry, I'm going to make sure that the URL is in the show notes. So definitely check out the show notes and get a copy. I'm going to find my birth certificate so I can participate because this is really fascinating and I get the power of this, Lori. So thank you Mm -hmm. so much for explaining it so clearly and, and concisely for us, because this is brilliant and it's going to make a massive difference for people. Now, one of the things that we always do here on the abundance journey, we turn the tables on our guests because we know that when we give is when we receive the most. Mm -hmm. So what can we do to support you? I appreciate that. Uh, Definitely, you know, checking out my website and, uh, and following me on social. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, And honestly, I bounce around depending on, you know, the mood that I'm in. It's part of my design (laughs) in terms of what you'll see on any, any one social channel, but I'm out there. So, you know, I would love to hear from you if you have questions about human design, uh, or, you know, if you just want to share with me what you've discovered about yourself. I love to hear those things. So oh, that's yeah, that would great. be great. That's awesome, Lori. Thank you so much. This has been a magical conversation. I could keep you here for hours, oh. but I have to do the Activate Abundance segment and you have made my life rather difficult because you've given us so many brilliant ideas and so many important insights. Now I have to pick just one. Wow. Make my life difficult. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. An Great. abundance of brilliance today. There we go. There yes. we go. Thank you so much for being here. Thank Stick you. around. We're going to activate abundance in just a second. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? you can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure. Isn't Lori amazing? 
I love her energy. I love her passion. I love her clarity. She really gets it. And she's obviously living her truth. She's showing up in full authenticity. Step one is gratitude. And I'm really grateful to Lori because I've heard about human design. I've even talked to a couple of different people that do human design, but I never got this level of clarity before. So that was really, really valuable to me. I so appreciate that from Lori. Step one is gratitude. Step two is to acknowledge something you heard that was a little bit of an aha for you. So I heard something that was actually a very strong confirmation for me, because at one point I was asking, what does it take? What do we have to shift internally in order to have our world change for us? And Lori said, you have to be willing to own your authority to own your authority. Now, you may not know this, I recently received a download. I was washing some dishes and I was musing on why does it sometimes take longer to accomplish something that we wanna get done? And I suddenly heard, felt, knew this loud voice in my body that said, when you deny your power, your power is denied to you. When you acknowledge your power, your power is shown to you. You are more powerful than you can imagine. So getting this confirmation, you have to be willing to own your authority. It's the same thing the divine told me. I have that power, but I let all this limiting beliefs, all that junk, pile on top, and then I pretend that I can't do it, that I'm not powerful, that I don't have the ability. And it's nonsense, frankly. So the divine was telling me, hey, it's time to step up. You can do this. And we know you can do this. And you're the only one who's pretending you can't do this. So cut it out. So step two is to acknowledge something you heard. Step three is to appreciate the difference it can make in your life. Having that confirmation, having that clarity, wow. Now I have a whole new perspective on how I can show up in the world and how I can truly own my authority. Having that language around what I'm doing so I understand myself at a deeper level and I can see myself more clearly, that's invaluable. I really love that. So very grateful very grateful for that. Step four is to activate abundance. And we've got three different ways to do that. You can grab a calendar and schedule an appointment. Like if you're working with a coach and you decide you want to do that, make it a regular appointment. It could be the other option is you come up with a physical trigger, like crossing your fingers or tugging on your earlobe when you want to remember to show up a certain way. Now, the third way we activate abundance is to make a declaration about what you are going to do differently. And I'm going to make a declaration. I will find my birth certificate and I will use the form on Lori's website to find out what my human design is, because I'm now really curious. Anything that's going to help me know myself and be able to show up truly authentically with my own power, that will make a massive difference, not just in my life, but in the lives of everyone that I get to connect with and touch, including yours. So that's my commitment to you. I am going to do the human design and find out who I am and I will tell you all about it in another episode. How's that for a commitment?
Step five, celebrate your progress. You are being given blessings constantly, all the time, throughout the day. And when you're busy and distracted, you don't pick up on too many of them. So how wonderful that we got this crisp clarity on what we can do to fall in love with ourselves and understand ourselves and value ourselves. Because quite frankly, until we know how to love ourselves, it's really hard for other people to love us when we won't let it in. And you deserve all the love in the world. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you next time for The Abundance Journey. You've been listening to The Abundance Journey Show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.